Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell. Joined and his by his friend. Oh, oh, oh no, and his friend Wait. Charles. We're getting to get someday. Yeah. <laughs> Way to jump the intro and, and, and someone else in the distance in the fog. Listen, and their friend, Andy Kay, and I just had a realization. Uh-huh. Question for you, because I think my computer might be haunted. So earlier today, my computer turned on by itself from a completely power off state. And I just checked the uptime on my computer, and it's from the time the computer turned on. What turns on a computer when it's off? Windows, being Windows, it can wake from LAN. What's on my LAN? What is talking to my computer? You know, people. Who? Because I was thinking maybe it's wake on LAN. Who can talk to my computer? I'm literally freaking out. This is going to be on my mind. So I just want to let you know, as we go through these topics, rolling in the back of my mind is which of these companies have figured out how to hack into my computer. What did they do? Install updates? I mean, that's what did my, you do? That's what I'm thinking. No, there's pending updates. It's pending. There wasn't even a restart. Huh. Anyways, I want to let you know, I got my tinfoil cap on right now. I'm a little bit freaked out. How do I run a virus scan? Well, I feel like Andy's paranoia is reasonable because, as we all know, today is 420. Air horns go here. (laughs) That's right. Um, And and as we all know, we celebrate 420 because, that's right, Congress established the U.S. Mint on this date in 1862. Is that right? Yep, yep. Mark Twain Twain also died at the age of 75 in 1910. Mm. And uh, the French Army revolted in Algeria in 1961. It's a sore topic. Don't bring it up. No. Um, and for that, people smoke weed. That's fair. Yeah. That's 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 those three things are why people smoke weed on this date. <laughs> that's what I've always known. Mm-hmm. Listen, no I one's. Don't, I don't know how uh, to run a virus scan. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in virus scan and nothing pops up. <laughs> no, you. How do you, <laughs> how do you run one? It's called. It's called Windows Defender, but <laughs> don't do it while we're running a podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm freaking out. Well, Andy, you know who I think did it? <laughs> I want to know, please. I think Amazon did it because they lost the ability to make the Lord of the Rings MMO that they were working on. Did anyone remember they were working on it? I did. Uh, no. <laughs> So well, if you how were, do you feel about this news then? I mean, it's sad, uh, it, and you know, it's it's another hit to the fact that uh, tech companies coming in and realizing, oh man, game development not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So Amazon uh, reportedly has canceled its Lord of the Rings MMO. That's basically because it was developed. It was being developed by Amazon Game Studios in addition to this Chinese company, which is Leiyu Technologies Holding Limited, which was then purchased by Tencent in December of last year. And then <laughs> and then basically Amazon and Tencent couldn't come to like a contracting agreement how to do the development work because what I'm assuming is the folks at Amazon Game Studios are all the big picture guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool? And then the actual development was probably happening at that Chinese-based developer. But... And it was in development for two years? Yeah. All that money. 
I mean, this also comes on the heels of the announcement that uh, Amazon has spent about half a billion dollars on the Lord of the Rings television series that they're working on. So Amazon was really Amazon was really kind of going all in on a Lord of the Rings uh, style existence there. I mean, Lord of the Rings was popular when not the books. I mean, when it was cool to see that, like Lord of the Rings is what the mo- like was what fantasy is to Marvel movies is now. Kind of, like, it was cool to see Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, but no, one, no one cares about Lord of the Rings anymore. Uh, that's patently untrue. No one cares. Not a yeah. single person. Two thousand one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just re-released the whole thing in four K. How much money was in that? Uh, probably a good amount. I bought it. Oh, that's fair. How does it look? Beautiful. Good. But no, it's it's just interesting. Uh, it, it's just a, another high profile failure in the world of Google and Amazon trying to break into gaming. Um, when will they get their hit? Is what I'm wondering. When will they release a game? Have they released anything since they started the studio? Uh, I don't think so. Well, all right, here we go. This joins Breakaway and Crucible as yet another uh, canceled project for Amazon Game Studios. That's right. They released Crucible, and it was so bad they took it back into beta. That's right. And That's then right. canceled it. That's <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, this is uh, not going well for them. Listen, you think Amazon would have enough money to solve every problem. Well, I think um, that's the problem, right? It's They're thinking of it as just a coding project when it's really a creative project. Wait, I got a theory. Amazon Games unionized, and so they just shut it down. Uh, if it's that's a Chinese-based studio, I almost guarantee <laughs> they didn't unionize, Andy. Listen, that collective bargaining, that's one thing Amazon is... Uh, um, black and white about. <laughs> Listen, they got to keep prices low by making sure that you can't have, but you can't have a living wage or know what else anyone else makes at the, your distribution <laughs> That's center. True. That's true. It's not, and just remember, they're not upset that their employees piss in the bottles. They're just upset that you know about it. That's exactly it. Listen, they apologize. All right, for joking about it. <laughs> That's that's exactly what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Charles, any thoughts on the Lord of the Rings MMO crashing and failing as our as our resident MMO expert? Uh, no, uh, it's a uh, it was an MMO that was announced a long time ago, and then they never nothing came of it, so nothing useful to say. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's just nothing. All right, then let's move on to our next topic. Who even <laughs> wants an MMO? There's already a Lord of the Rings MMO. There is. Who actually. wants an MMO? I mean, Anyone? the people playing the current MMO who want a better MMO. That is fair. That is fair. Again, I think this is this was much like we discussed last week about Sony wanting a Last of Us ready to go for uh, when the Last of Us show on HBO lands. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a situation where they could have the Lord of the Rings series and then tie-in quests in the Lord of the Rings MMO. Oh. I cross get, media promotion gotcha. yeah gotcha. Okay. so well i mean let's let's move from failure to wild success Ooh. as we talk about a kickstarter that launched just today and if i could ever friggin open the link god like there it goes you have to forgive me it's 420 i'm so excited by mark twain's death uh <laughs> 
angry. Chris Metzen of Blizzard fame has launched his uh, Kickstarter for a 5e uh, Dungeons and Dragons fantasy campaign setting, which has in the what <laughs> eight hours it's been up blown its $50,000 goal away and is currently sitting at $467,000. Okay. $467,291. That's true. I'm sorry. I was being it's, I was being reductive. It's very fun to see the number go up. We all know that for games. Yeah, yeah Did we it talked just to go live today. Yeah, it went live like yeah. eight hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So I need explained to me why this is so popular and so many people care. Because I I I I Google this guy and I saw Blizzard and I was like, well, I'll need someone to explain this to me. Yeah. You want to you want to take the history of Christmas Christmas and Charles? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Andy, uh, Chris Metzen uh, is responsible mm. for everything Blizzard that you can recall in your life. Oh, if you remember even the illustrations of Warcraft and Starcraft in the little game profiles, he was also the artist in addition to being the game designer. For oh, re- okay. So he. Oh, and didn't he then, create? Didn't he create Thrall too? He did. Yeah. And uh, you know we'll forgive him for it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, uh, so uh, so Chris Metzen went on from all the success and um, being part of everything in the early life of Blizzard uh, to become one of the main uh, story and world builders. So um, he was involved in almost every project for Blizzard, uh, including uh, at the his last one was uh, Overwatch. Uh, and that even wrote the and, lore for that. Yeah. Holy cow! And uh, you know, in addition to doing that, he was also the voice of many of your favorite units in all those RTS games. He he is he was the voice of Thrall, yes, but he was also the Terran Marine in Starcraft. Uh, he voiced the peons in Warcraft, I believe. Is he uh, the one who told me that we need more lumber? Is that one of them? He, he was the Zug Zug guy. Yeah. I don't know. You know, when they click on the piano enough times and they'll say, like, Zug Zug. Oh. I don't know. But yeah. It's okay. I get you. <laughs> no. But yeah, so Chris Metzen, and then he retired because of, like, you know, work life balance and wanting to do his thing. And he retired from a very high spot in Blizzard. I think he was, like, lead creative director of almost every project. Yeah. Um, uh, many years ago. And, um, it was only after, what, three, four years now since his retirement that he was like, you know what? I'm going to do another new thing. Start my own tabletop uh, company <laughs> wow. uh, with, with some of my friends. And the fun part about this entire thing is that, you know, a lot of the Blizzard alumni people from the older days left Blizzard and eventually started their own company. Uh, many high-profile people, Mike Morham, the former CEO, Lots of the lead designers of all those other favorite Blizzard games, StarCraft, WarCraft, Diablo, broke off and did their own studios. Um, and uh, so Chris announcing his thing after a couple of years of retirement was very nice because you're like, well, Chris got out when the going was good. Like <laughs> was at the, When he retired, people had a reasonably good uh, opinion of Blizzard. We're like, yeah, we like Blizzard. Things are kind of getting stale, but we we still like Blizzard. We love Here, Blizzard. Heroes <laughs> of the Storm is taking the world by by storm. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You know, 
remember so he retired shortly uh, uh like around the time overwatch launched and people loved overwatch it became a, a successful new franchise uh you know with the help of many people uh, including the director that we'll talk about later today later in this podcast uh named jeff kaplan but um yeah so he goes you know what guys here's my first thing D 5e campaign setting <laughs> and i go well chris you've been the lead of all these all my favorite games and franchises world building and now you're giving me a campaign setting in DD. i'm quite interested <laughs> yeah i, I <laughs> mean <laughs> if you look at it on the kickstarter it says it's based on a role-playing campaign that chris ran with his childhood friends in the 80s and 90s before mm-hmm. he headed to blizzard to work on such on worlds such as Warcraft, Starcraft, and more. So that's really sweet. And mm-hmm. you know what? This, if anyone has pedigree, all right, it sounds like this guy, but will he fall into the Kickstarter trap? Will this be another Mighty Number no. Nine uh, or D and D books? Or or will the stink of Blizzard failure just crawl along to him? <laughs> no, he got out when the going was good. Andy, there's no getting out. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It's just, he's tainted. He was there. He drank of the fell pool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's curious. I can understand why people would be hopeful. And it doesn't sound like he should let, he'll he'll let people down. Andy, look at that Salomar class. Look at him. Uh, That looks like a mascot character. That's right. Actually, no. It just looks like a cute animal. Maybe not mascot. You know how many people my... are going to play the Geico, uh, Geico, uh, Gecko, <laughs> but that guy? Thousands, Andy. Thousands. That I can imagine. Wait, is one of the tiers miniatures? Uh, they give you 3D printing files for miniatures. Oh, all right. But I think that's just an add-on now. Let me scroll down here. Yeah, they've already blown through a ton of their add-ons. Yeah, here we go. This is wonderful. I really yeah. hope the best for it, honestly. What's the delivery date? March 2022. Yeah, March 2022, which that gives him a whole year, mm-hmm. which is a reasonable amount of time. You have to figure a lot of this is probably done already. Mm-hmm. So that gives them a year to figure out how to like do uh, distribution and all that, <coughs> especially when there's not a pandemic, hopefully, raging uh, the world anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's wonderful. Um, I also so I want to see this because. I noticed this earlier and I wanted to check it again now, but when I first time I checked it, the the top tier is a two hundred dollar tier. Most people that was the most backers. So let's see, right now really? it is at eleven hundred backers for the two hundred dollar tier. That's seven hundred <coughs> for the one twenty four. Charles, you're dying. Mute your oh, mic. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need to know this is where it ended. <laughs> I listen. You can die, but it has to be good radio. Um, yeah, it's, it's still in a place where that $200, uh, tier is the highest tier. And the second highest tier is the $125 tier, which I'm not sure what that says, but it is an interesting fact. Cause usually you see like, you know, the $50 tier, like the $30 tier is like far and away the highest one. And here you have like the most expensive tier being the highest one. So I think that speaks to like very dedicated, very interesting very interesting yeah. people backing this. I'm get do you, okay. Yeah, get those books, get those hardcovers. That's great. I really hope it turns out well. I do. Yeah, Andy, I you're not wish, 
You're not wishing for Chris Metin's, Chris Metzen's failure? No. Why would I wish anyone failure except for that Sony guy? Screw him. Why? Sony guy? I already forgot his name. The Sony guy, the Republican. What's his name? Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan? The, you mean Jim. the not actually Republican. I don't know. He's a congressman <laughs> or something. No, he's not a congressman. He's the, <laughs> he's the head of, of, of Sony, S-I-E, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, Andy, oh, this guy hasn't done anything wrong. Andy, would it surprise you to know that Jim Ryan put out a statement the other day or earlier this week saying that they're not going to close the PS3 and Vita stores due to widespread feedback? Yeah, I'm surprised he's listening. Yeah, I had I had read that and I felt a little bit better after reading that. And then I got mad that I ever had to feel that way in the first place. Come on, Jim Ryan. It's going to be real awkward when we're accepting the Lifetime Achievement Award from Jim I Ryan. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe that doesn't make him a Republican. He listened to others. I don't know. <laughs> now I got to th- now I got to rethink this. Now now you have to establish now you have to think about how you are, Andy. And you know what? Maybe I can help with that self-reflection. I want you to tell me. You know, you know what I want you to reflect upon? The fact that Portal 2 was 10 years ago. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Not even the first Portal. Nope. The second Portal. That's right. Wait, uh, what tired memes do we recite from Portal 2? Did Portal uh, 2 the, 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 lemon, the lemon speech is yeah. from Portal 2. It's all J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. stuff. The lemon, I don't even remember. The lemon speech was like, you know what you do when life gives you lemons? You tell life you don't want your lemons. You want lemon. You want life's uh, manager. You take those lemons and make them into <laughs> combustible ammo for a lemon shooting gun that you develop. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I'm mangling it, but that's the yeah. The, oh boy, he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, I'm no J.K. Rowling. See life, you know, see life's manager and make them take the the lemons back. I was, I was all there. No, there, yeah, there's more though. He talks about turning into a gun to shoot them or something like that. Yeah. Um, also on that on that uh, announcement, someone has released a basically kind of a remastered mod for it. Oh, just like up up um, upresing the textures and stuff. A little bit, yeah. Kind of correcting some foibles. Adding, I think they added ray tracing to it as well. Naturally. That was a good game. That was a good game. Oh, actually, no. This what more to say about it. Actually, no. It's actually these are new maps. I, so forgive me. I didn't even look too much into it. But yeah, these are new maps for Portal Two. I even liked the song better in it at the <laughs> end. Um, I already forgot the first one, but I remember at the second one. I remember at the end of it, I was like, "This is better." Oh, and it didn't it have like a national song in it too? For some reason, I don't know, but. Maybe it's a good thing we didn't get a third one because the second one improved in every way. And what's the third one going to do? Well, Andy, as we all know, Valve can't count to three. So <laughs> that's right. Well, they can make episodes. Oh, but they still can't count to three. That's right. They only got to episode two. Oh, no. Hmm. It's tough. Oh, we only have a Left for Dead 2? Yeah. Wait. We only have two counter strikes. Yep. <laughs> the corkboard is being put on the wall. Just slowly. <laughs> My god. I don't I don't know any other properties they made. Uh let's see here. Half well, so we are covered Half-Life. Uh Team Fortress. 
two. Oh my god! <laughs> this is wild. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, hold on. Now I gotta. Now I gotta look did, at this. Did Steam ever re- reach version three point Let's check the version of Steam. What are you at, bud? Ugh, it's updating. Maybe Steam's the one turning on my computer. That's entirely possible. Let's see here. Half-Life, Team Fortress, Ricochet, Counter-Strike, Day of Defeat. Yep. No, there's no two of Day of Defeat. That was a great game. Um, Half-Life 2, Portal, Team Fortress 2, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Portal 2, Dota 2, Counter-Strike Online 2. <laughs> this is wild. Uh, the Lab, Artifact, Dota Underlords, Half-Life Alex. Half-Life Alex, I would say, is potentially the closest you could ever get to a three, but they didn't call it three, did they? Mm. Also, I guess it's not a Gordon Freeman game. It's an Alex game, so it's not technically sure. the same. Yeah, they've, they've never released the third of a game series. Well, there we go. Yep. All right. Man, there was not a lot of news this week, but more... <laughs> More late breaking news that we can cover today. St- speaking oh, of the stench, speaking of the spent stench of Blizzard, Jeff oh. Kaplan has left Blizzard. Okay, I need you to also explain why this person is different from the other person. Okay, so settle in. There's a, there's a, there's a creative director, and then there's the game director. Oh, okay, okay. Is that it? Is that all? <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, Next story. Right. Let's go. Nice and done. Uh, so, um, so there's a lot of significance for this game director to be leaving Blizzard. One, uh, this is uh, yet another in a big succession of high-profile uh, uh, employees of Blizzard leaving the company. Uh, so Jeff Kaplan has been with the company. Was it was this here about twelve years, nineteen years? Nineteen years, yeah. Nineteen years. Uh, and with it, uh, you know, I believe he was he was mostly part of WoW when he uh, when he originally joined, uh, designed raids, if I recall, um, and then eventually, uh, you know, graduated to head up and become the director for Overwatch, which is uh, a big deal. So uh, the thing that's most important here to understand, too, is that Jeff uh, was the last one in all the major games currently being developed right now in Blizzard that people remembered and actually had a completely reasonable attitude towards. (laughs) Like, uh, people like Jeff Kaplan. There's there's Ion. Uh, which is uh, the current lead director still for World of Warcraft, but people don't have a good opinion on him. They saw Ion was a game director long enough for people to really hate him uh, by the oh. um, right now. Jeff, no, Jeff is the last person of like completely goodwill that uh, people have in Blizzard as a community, and he's gone now. Oh. And reading his letter, uh, his uh, his his statement, it is. Uh, one very Jeff Kaplan, very short and uh, to the point. But the other, if you notice, uh, um, somebody corrected his own capitalization. It was <laughs> he never used cap- proper capitalization and everything, which made it even more believable that he. But <laughs> the uh, the interesting thing about this is Overwatch Two is supposed to come out 
Jeff is leaving before Overwatch 2 is coming out. And it leads to lots of speculation on how is Overwatch 2 doing. Jeff says um, it's continuing at a good pace. Yeah, that's what he says. It's continuing the most, at, a good... at a good pace into a pit. Yeah. 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 And, you know, this is all speculation. We don't know much else. But, you know, Je- you know Jeff had a lot of cred in the, in the community because um, he was, one, he's calmed down a lot. But a long time ago, he was not calmed down. Um, let's, let me read his very famous, uh, when he was like a raid leader in a guild in EverQuest, uh, it is the funniest letter, um, I've ever seen as a complete feedback for a game. And this is him. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let me just read this real quick. This is old. Uh, Whoever came up with this sheer fisting of an encounter can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Do me a favor so I don't waste my guilt time on this kind of jackass shit fest again. Send me an email at tagoli at legacyofsteel.net when you decide to A, implement an encounter that wasn't designed by a retarded chimp changed with cubicle. A, get a quality assurance department. C, actually beta test the fucking thing. And D, patch it live. And please, for God's sake, do it in the order I laid out for you. Uh, don't worry, I won't charge you for a consulting fee on that one. And for good luck, you might as well e pull your heads out of your asses while you're at it. Rename the game to Beta Quest since you used up your allotted false advertising karma on the bizarre and user interface scam of 01. Fix the Emperor encounter. Fix Seru. Rethink your time sink bullshit. Fix all the bug- buggy motherfucking ring encounters. I suggest you let whoever made the burrower one do this since that dude apparently laid off the crack <laughs> the rest of you were smoking. Uh, let me see here. I'm not done. Fix a VT key quest. Fix VT. Just guessing is fucked up considering your track record. Don't have the resources to fix this stuff. Move the entire Planes of Power team over to fixing Shadows of Lukeland and do it now. And if you don't fix Lukeland, you jackasses will be the only one playing the Planes of Power. Sincerely, uh, that was- Jeff Kaplan. <laughs> yep. And his uh, his username Tigoli is actually shorthand for Tigol Biddies. It used to be Tigol Biddies <laughs> until it became a a more. Uh, this yeah. is great. Yeah, and to be fair, I believe he helped design uh, Molten Core, which is a lot of classic WoW raiders one of their favorite raids. It's a great raid. So, yeah, so a lot of people uh, respected him a lot. <laughs> despite despite much. his use of problematic language in the current day. <laughs> whoops yeah. yeah but you know gamers what are you gonna do yeah but yeah, yeah a lot of people like thought jeff's one of us he speaks off the cuff off you know so cuff. a lot of people yeah you know mm-hmm. insulting other people's hard work yeah that, you know to be fair everquest <laughs> was terrible i said it come at me <laughs> oh come at me all 10 people who still like everquest yeah people still play that they do and EverQuest 2. Both of them are going. Well, I guess 11 mm-hmm. and 14 are still going, too. So, EverQuest. How many expansions I mean, did... it's just not a good look for Overwatch 2 when most people are already going, so why am I paying $60 for this? <laughs> yeah, what? you'd think if you had invested years in something, you know, you'd want to see it delivered, right? You'd want to be there to... Well, I can't assume people's motivations, but I'd, I think it's telling to to leave something before it's finished yeah i i to to wildly speculate mm. i would assume jeff was probably pushing because 
if it Jeff's has a fairly good pro gamer stance, right? Um, I would expect Jeff was the one who made it so all the new maps and I believe characters that would come in Overwatch 2 would also be in base Overwatch. So the only reason to get Overwatch 2 is the single player campaign and I think some graphical updates. Oh, okay. And I have a feeling that Jeff's ideal would actually be that Overwatch 2 was just... There was no Overwatch 2, and they just released a single-player campaign and released the graphical updates for free, yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> but, And I'm sure there's a lot of tension on him from a corporate side of we need to monetize this game more, which, frankly, other than the real money auction house, wasn't Overwatch really like the first game that had a pretty distinct monetization? Because Overwatch was before Heroes came out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's close to very similar. But yeah, like Overwatch was the first game with like um like a blatant microtransaction to get what you, you know, cosmetics type of deal for Blizzard. Like the real money auction house was like, you know, was this thing where this is your this is for game functionality. With Overwatch, they landed like a sweet spot where it didn't feel like they were completely like screwing you over. Um because it they did they did say you know it's loot boxes but it's only ever going to be for cosmetics and that's it except so for one Reinhardt skin <laughs> there was one Reinhardt skin where his uh, voice line for his heroic was shorter than normal and it gave uh, enemy teams mm-hmm. less time to react to his heroic because of it really yeah they fixed <laughs> that though but it was funny for a while that's kind of great. It also speaks to how uh, over-engineered or the skill cap level of pro Overwatch is. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I wasn't going to buy Overwatch 2. (laughs) I don't, this does not inspire confidence into me to change that opinion anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, what's it? You know, Blizzard as a company I've lost faith in years ago. So, uh, so... I uh I haven't been really doing much with them for a long time. So it's all just par. It's all the same. I, it's I just sad s- to see seeing more things go. Yeah. I, I will say um early reviews of Diablo two, what is it, Resurrected came out previews. They were pretty mm-hmm. overwhelmingly positive of it not just being a cash grab, which is interesting. And cool. uh I actually it's so tough. Diablo is the one thing they got their hold on me with still. I, oh. I and The support of Diablo 3 has been very well. They just launched season 23 of Diablo 3, I want to be. And I popped in to play, I don't know, like a week's worth. And it's still so fun. And they've optimized that game to just be so perfectly fun of just you're getting loot, you're switching stuff out, the builds are fun. You know, the legendaries augment the, the, the trees so much. They've done such a good job of making Diablo 3 a good game. Might mean well for 4. I, it, I, I'm yeah. hoping. But How long did it take for Diablo 3 to get good? Ooh. Um, a year? <laughs> two? I want to say, well, you, you definitely you needed the, uh, the X-Pack. So that was at least a year and a half, too. And then they had to get through like the first couple seasons to like season like six or eight. So I want to say it took Diablo three like 
three to four years to really get Ooh. to that sweet spot that it's been in right now. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's great. There, I have played Path of Exile. I have played Torchlight. It, it's just not as good. It is not yeah. as good as Diablo 3. And I know I will get shit from Path of Exile people for saying that, but um, it, it just doesn't scratch the same itch that Diablo does. Sure. Well, I hope the best. Is it hard to screw up Diablo 2? Yes. Is it yes, it is. Oh, it's okay. called Diablo Immortals. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one was Diablo Immortals? That was the uh, the famous Do You Have... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, we have big Diablo news at our BlizzCon, and then they announced a mobile Diablo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Huh? We'll see. Or, oh, yeah. you know, four years after Diablo 4. Who knows? Yeah. Well, who knows? I have... I, sure. So... Speaking of old games, be old. Uh, mm. There's some free stuff for people who are listening right now. Horizon. Ooh, is it a giveaway? No. Although no, that is a great giveaway. way to build support for your channel. No, we, we, are, we are doing a giveaway right now. We yeah. worked with Sony. All right. <laughs> to broker a deal. Jim Ryan. I called him up. He was so apologetic and understanding. It was very sweet. He said he would give. What was the game? Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition. Horizon Zero Dawn, complete edition. That means you get that expansion. I forget the name. Frozen Wastelands. Frozen Wilds. Frozen Wilds. So you get both of those. Both of those for free to keep. This isn't some PS Plus, you know, have it till you lose it. Thanks, Jim Ryan. Oh, God, I can't even fake that. No, no, Jim Ryan. (laughs) You and I are not on good terms yet. Um, But it's a great game. (laughs) It is a great game. Um, I have tried to pick it back up. There's a new game plus mode on it, which uh, (laughs) almost it does a great thing of it skips the tutorial area for you when you do it. But if you haven't played the game in four years, you kind of need that (laughs) tutorial. (laughs) So it did leave me a little bit like I have all these weapons and I don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. something i do want to go back and play um you have from now until may 14th to claim that um uh, i can maybe give you a little insider baseball that's a that's a Ooh. reference that you may get in a second as to why they announced that today which is just to kind of maybe push something out of the news cycle which is mlb the show uh storied playstation exclusive baseball yeah. game is live now on xbox and available <gasps> on game pass right now what yeah they jump ship? No, they didn't jump ship. It's also on PlayStation. But it's on Xbox and on Game Pass. So you it is basically the best place to play MLB the show right now. I know I know people would buy the PlayStation to get the show. Yeah, no more. They literally bought into that ecosystem because of that game. I I Jim believe Ryan. I believe that uh PlayStation there was kind of a weird uh, story about this early or late last year basically kind of being like the studio that makes MLB the show was kind of going, you going to buy us? Cause otherwise we're going to become a third party studio. And Sony went, eh. <laughs> so now oh they, now they're releasing it on Xbox and PlayStation. Jim Ryan turns down Kojima. He turns down the show. What is this man thinking? I wish we had more fans. So especially <laughs> art, one, like art, art, like artistic ones. So that we could get fan art of Andy and Jim Ryan boxing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, here's <laughs> one thing. When did Jim Ryan head up Sony, and how did their stock price change when he took uh, it? It did very well because Jim Ryan turned uh, Sony Europe around during the PS3 area. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, he was also championed games as a service and things like that. So, you know, constant revenue streams and stuff like that. So he's good for shareholders. Uh, you know, I heard a really interesting quote the other day. Please and share. It was, and I'm going to tell you, it's from the guy who ran Disney before the guy running it right now. Not Bob Iger, the guy before him. Oh, essentially, Disney the quote was that. The quote was that we have no obligation to make art. We have no obligation to make history. We have no obligation to make something important. We have to make money. And by the virtue of making money, we might make history. We might make something important. We might make art. But above it all, it's money. Yeah, that's Eisner, who said, Michael Eisner, who said that. Yeah. Also, Iger is not currently the CEO. Uh, Bob Chappick oh, really? is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. Did, did he just take over? I've, yeah, I've, he did. It was uh, last year. over last year. Oh, never mind then. But regardless, I'm assuming Jim Ryan has that posted on every wall of his office. Okay. In the entry of every building. Because for some reason, I'm propping up, you know, Sony as some, you know our artistic studio, even though really their goal is always to make money, but it just sucks when you say it out loud, right? It's just, don't say it out loud. Just trick me, please. I I think I finally understand Andy. Andy is treating Jim Ryan like how I feel about um, Blizzard. (laughs) This deep personal betrayal. Why did you do this? Tell me now. I demand answers. I, Actually, I'm glad you you use the right word, I think. Betrayal. I'm feeling betrayed, which is a silly thing to feel by a company. But I don't know. Sony has been such a part of like my childhood and growing up with the properties they published, but also featured on their platforms. And so to see them, you know, say out loud that money is the priority and toss it all aside, it's hurtful. And it's all Jim Ryan. He has no obligation to make art. It's an obligation to make money. Speaking of art, uh, Rockstar is also <laughs> free stuff. Rockstar has put a surprise update out on L.A. Noir and Max Payne 3 on PC for giving everyone the three, all the DLC for free. So if you have those games on PC and you feel like playing them, hey, guess what? You got all the DLC, too. L.A. Noir specifically, I remember, had some fun DLC missions. I never got to the... Max Payne 3 I really enjoyed. That was, oh, was a good. really good game. It was a good game. It was a good game. And I remember as, as I was playing it, I was thinking, why did Rockstar make this? Like, I'm happy <laughs> they did, but why? Why did they make this? Because I don't know if it sold. Uh, I think it didn't <laughs> sell yeah, that well. It stars a, an old, drunk, fat, washed-up person. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like, it's, you know, those are the risks that you can take when you have money. Risks. I, I think Rockstar took a risk, you know, calculated risk by making that game. It wasn't high art, but it deviated from the norm. Um, Sony certainly won't be doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about Rockstar. Well, well, speaking of deviating from the norm, mm. 
Mm. Marvel released the trailer for its first Asian American hero, Shang. Oh, I'm saying Song Chi and yeah, the Legend of the Ten Rings. You know, it's uh, the funniest thing about that whole thing is could have had uh, uh, we could have shown some early Iron Fist <laughs> as well. Uh, but Iron Fist was always yeah. a white guy. Or are you there talking? Is a white guy, but like the as in like beforehand. In what sense? I don't get. I don't follow. What do you mean? Like, uh, there's older Iron Fist besides Danny Rand. Oh, 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 yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, that was a funny part there where I was just like, oh, silly. I do wonder if we might get some Danny Rand in here. Uh, Shang-Chi and uh, Iron Fist have always been kind of with each other. Right, right, with. No, no, they fight a lot. And right, not, right, right, fight, oh, fight. they're with each other? <laughs> no, and, like no, they, no, I know, oh, I know yeah. they're paired. Like, they That's progressive. No, yeah. It, well, the thing is, so the As thing a is, leading character too. Very. So the thing with Shang Chi is that he actually has no like superpowers, I guess, other than being really, really good at martial arts, which I guess you could say is kind of racist as an Asian hero, but neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> we have to take them when we can, guys. Just so you know, <laughs> we gotta get these when we can. That's fair. Um, but but um, no, it, but Danny Rand, who also a uh, superhero, good at martial arts, but also has power of dragon. Um, <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi has often fought him to a standstill. Basically, they're kind of listed as equal in ability, even though Shang-Chi doesn't have any superpowers and Danny Rand does. So he is he's also trained like I, Marvel nerd James coming out. Right. He's also trained captain america he's trained wolverine he's trained oh uh he's trained anybody who's needed hand-to-hand combat training in the marvel universe generally speaking they send them to him oh interesting yep there's also kind of this idea of them setting up the west coast avengers with shang chi too uh you already have you already have ant-man over there in san francisco now you have another san francisco based hero so i literally never heard of this this hero until i mean he's a c tier i would say which is not to take anything away from him but he's not you know generally speaking not one of what you think of was the top billing names mm-hmm. but neither was iron man when iron man came out iron man was probably consistently a b tier hero everyone was oh. very confused why they were making an iron man movie first yeah interesting i didn't know that mm-hmm. um yeah, this movie looks super cool though. <laughs> if I don't have sound on for the trailer, but if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend watching it with sound on because they do a lot of good cuts to the beat, uh, including a part where he punches out two guys and then kicks them in the midair at the same time. Yep, there, right there. Ooh, so good. Also, yeah. Aquafina's in it, and she's great. Yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the only sad part for me, and I, you know, here's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know when I, when I, way you know a couple years ago when they announced they were going to do this and the, and the headline was you know lead asian male protagonist and i was like <laughs> sweet i hope it's not a martial arts hero whoops and i was like oh <laughs> and i steps at a time we'll take it steps at a time that's right <laughs> like <laughs> and you know the, the only issue is just that you go, all right, how do we make, you know, we have to do a non-stereotypical uh, Asian lead. 
So what, what, what would he do? Well, we'll do martial arts. No, that's stereotypical, but it is pretty cool. Okay, how about, what if he's, like, really smart? No. Um, Hell yeah. What about, <laughs> like, martial arts in general is cool. He just so happens to know martial art. <laughs> but, but again, it's in this, this uh, the story for Song-Chi is uh, rooted in this whole family affair. So it's very, I guess it's more part of it. I just hope one day we'll just have an Asian lead and he like, I don't know, is good with guns. <laughs> you can have with something. He you can have Amadeus Cho. He was the Hulk for a while. Oh yeah, exactly. I'll, oh yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, Asian Hulk. That that is a, a possibility. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, you know. Uh, okay. No. Good. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's interesting. The whole the MCU as a whole is heading in a uh, a very. I get. I guess you could say it's a unmapped territory in terms mm-hmm. of its properties. Like um, with the Eternals coming out. Uh, you know. I think it's the next movie after Song-Chi. Yeah, I think it'll be their Christmas movie or their March movie. One or the other. Yeah, and the Eternals being like an ensemble cast with a bunch of different characters that have nothing to do <laughs> with like the current storyline and they're just going to show up. That'll be interesting. We'll see where that goes. Kumail, Kumail I forget his, I can not I can never pronounce his name. Kumail last. Nanjiani. Nanjiani, there it is. Yeah. Um, is a great actor and he's in the and he is one of the eternals and uh, he is really ripped <laughs> yeah yeah hold on bring up that picture we need to see we need right, to show i'll, this I'll get the, i'll get the kumail ripped. ripped picture hold on <laughs> yeah so uh andy you you'll recognize him but remember the person the type of characters uh kumail normally plays are just like the funny side character Right. He you know, he also okay. had a gaming podcast or still does. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's still doing it, but he had with his wife called the Indoor Kids. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. That is a good name, right? And also, god damn it, look at that man. <laughs> so uh yeah, uh it turns out if you ever want to be fit, get casted in a Marvel movie. <laughs> <and there's... laughs> well, yeah, and I, I think hey, this, is, this, was, oh, this is this is this is the thing. Out. That everyone said, okay, this does explain it, that when you get cast in a Marvel movie, they take over your life. Because he explained the whole process where he had a nutritionist, he had someone making his dinner, he had a personal trainer. Marvel paid him to get in shape for a year. Wow. Yeah. Not CGI. No. Real no, thing. he got that ripped. Listen, Disney believes in practical effects, okay? God bless them. Um, That's how you get in shape. I need someone to pay me. Yeah, you need to be cast in a Marvel movie. Andy, he went from comedian, uh, podcaster to in a Marvel movie. There's hope for you yet. Yeah, I don't know if I could work that hard. You also need to understand. You know what I'm also excited about about the Eternals movie. Angelina Jolie is in that movie. Yeah, really? yeah. She's she's in. She's part of the Eternals, I believe. Like the like the group, the Eternals. Charles, you posed that question about uh, Asian-American heroes or just Asian heroes. I shouldn't even be so uh, nationalistic to say Asian-American. But uh, Asian heroes who aren't good at fighting. It's a short list on the Marvel wiki I'm reading through here. Uh, uh, So Jubilee, right? We bring in the X-Men. Right, right. 
Jimmy Woo, Woo, as we're all acquainted from from WandaVision and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep, and then, uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, the likes of Lady Deathstrike, uh, Silver Samurai. (laughs) Uh, This character called Tiger Tiger, the first tiger spelled with a Y. Oh, wow. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, who could forget Yukio, Wolverine's Japanese love. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, get there, someday. Charles. We'll get there. I promise. We'll huh? I I make the promise to you as a white man. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it just takes time. Who is this character <laughs> whose only name is Tiger's beautiful daughter? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they didn't even give her a name. We're just gonna bring that up. <laughs> mortal weapon of one of the seven cities of heaven okay so she's part of the iron fist uh world many a man has found doom at her hand or in her bed (laughs) whoa she looks like a mortal Kombat character she does i mean a lot of iron fist people are kind of like that yeah that's a lot of backstory (laughs) yeah well it's it's gonna be interesting to um when the when the song chi movie comes out because um it feels as if it's going to be yet another ancient evil organization. And there's so many. <laughs> there's well, so many in the world. <laughs> I, I hear, so based on some of the things they've said about the movie is, so it looks like they're setting up that the Mandarin is going to be his dad. Um, right. And traditionally, that's not true. His dad is, uh, in the comics, a character named Fu Manchu. Which right, right. Other oops. <laughs> um, and the Mandarin was actually just kind of like basically also Fu Manchu. So they're like, yeah. why don't we just combine this? To, <laughs> let me just combine these to be one racist character instead of two. Um, but it seems like kind of the way they're pr- saying this is that the Mandarin is maybe not necessarily leading a crime organization, although it could possibly be that, but more of kind of like a League of Shadows Batman kind of situation where they're tasked with keeping the peace at whatever means necessary kind of thing. So there's a little bit of that moral gray area. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that could work. That could be. I, I also this like is... the move. They've uh, The Mandarin, Andy, if you don't know, typically wears 10 rings, one on each finger, and it looks dumb. And the rings are powerful. Yeah. yeah. Each of the rings have different powers. Uh, if you remember, the Mandarin was uh, portrayed in um the iron man cartoon in our yep. when our in our youth yeah yeah uh mandarin is typically an iron man villain because it's always science versus magic is how they use always set it up so he's going to be fighting the mandarin iron man no the shang chi probably because they're setting it up to be his dad so yeah <laughs> oh okay yeah the yeah. mandarin had trained shang chi to be basically the um the best fighter in the in the world and then it backfired on him oh no he's using his martial arts against me um but they they're taking the 10 rings instead of them being finger rings they're actually going to be like 10 arm bracelet kind of deals which looks okay. actually really cool <laughs> yeah uh yeah you could find that scene yeah if you scroll. uh where is he it's like him in a training ground like a date in the oh yeah there they are there's the rings you can see there's there's also one where they're in like a restaurant where you can there it is 
We can really see it. There you go. And you see the rings on his arm. Oh, okay. Why but then, and then he turns the power way? on. Like, where is that? That's further down here. Oh, there. You just saw it. It turned purple. It glued yeah. both purple. Uh-huh. But yeah, so it's it's kind of maybe they're gonna he I have a stinking suspicion um Shang-Chi is gonna end up with those rings. Also, if you look at there's a poster for the movie where he they have him in his hero costume and it kind of looks like it has the ten rings on it. Uh where is it? Ah, poster. Oh, I'm curious. It's been a while since I've seen a martial arts film. Because there was like some crouching tiger vibe yeah. in that trailer too. Yeah, there you go. There's there's the uh, the official teaser trailer poster, and then if you look on his cuffs there, it kind of looks like the ten rings. And also, I think we um, count them. one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, could be ten. Five each arm. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not a fan of this weird short sleeve shirt they gave him as his hero outfit. It looks weird, and I'm. Well, you can't I, punch in long sleeves. What if they I guess that's true. His traditional outfit in the comics is either kind of like a bodysuit. It, it's. I guess this is technically racist too. God damn it! But it's usually something <laughs> like Bruce Lee ish. Do it, do it, pussy. <laughs> like a yellow like motorcycle yeah. jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, oh. uh, bodysuit. Bodysuit. Oh, it was a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Does he ride a motorcycle? Why am I thinking? Oh that? yeah, yep, yep. Mm. <laughs> well, I think you're thinking of. Time. I think okay. you're thinking of the uh, the vehicle, the Crow, starring uh, Bruce Lee's son Brandon Lee, who also died tragically. Oh, Crow. Yeah, uh, Andy. Oh, here you go. This what? is a picture that was of Bruce Lee's son. Yeah, no, that's a that's a I picture of Shang Chi from the comics, and you see, he kind of wears like a bodysuit. Okay. All right. Yeah. And his monkey friend fighting ninjas. <laughs> ninjas are a Japanese thing. Uh... <laughs> Listen, I don't see anything <laughs> exploitative about this picture. Oh, wow. Only it's empowering. Of the rising sun. <laughs> you know, and doves? Really but... doves behind him? Oh, wow. John- really big okay yeah <laughs> you know i i will say it, uh, you know this became a podcast about uh, representation properly but i guess uh look i'm willing to accept that you know we've done some crazy things in the past and we're, <laughs> and we're getting better <laughs> we're we're getting better we're gonna move forward i get it sure. certain it. verdicts I have come down <laughs> that have been positive for, for the overall <laughs> benefit of society yeah you know just all Overall, we'll take some steps, and hopefully, we start running towards progress. You know, we'll get there. Well, uh, at least it's gonna be better than that. I, I look forward to taking those steps each day and every day forward, and mm. maybe we'll do that next time on Add to mm. Party: A Friendship Simulator Masquerading as a New Show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, yeah. James Hartwell, and I've been joined by uh, a, Charles, not his friend any longer, with that bad timing from before. <laughs> oh listen and andy k and i found out how to run a full virus scan on my computer which i will start <laughs> after no. this. oh right and you're 58 right that's that's why you need to figure this out I'm yeah well, andy andy actually easy. was born um <laughs> andy was andy was born long enough ago that his casual racism is acceptable
Wait, when mm. was I? What? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know what I did. Have a good night, everyone. It is not easy to run a scam. <laughs>